It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are taking over the world, my friends. <laughs> okay, it's a stretch, but... We are growing every single day thanks to fine folks like you who are out there finding us, stumbling upon us, sharing our message with other people of common sense conservatism because it's so simple. It is just so simple. And today's theme, I'm super excited about it. Today's theme is called Bring It. Excuse me. Bring It. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to see pushback on a level that I think is very encouraging. As I believe the the toxic left and the the swamp creature uniparty, excuse me, has awakened a sleeping giant. And it is called you and myself and tens of millions of others who are fed up and done. And we're going to take you to the border. We're going to talk talked about what's going on with Greg Abbott at the border. We're going to talk about what's going on with the swamp. We're going to talk about all sorts of different things today. Ohio. Ohio State Senate growing a pair in the last several hours. Very exciting news, ladies and gentlemen. So if you need to be uplifted, you've come to the right place. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Look, I freely admit being awake is a struggle. When you're aware of things, have you ever seen those videos and they do them with people who have hearing problems when they get their cochlear implants and they do them with little kids, even little babies who have problems with their vision and they get a pair of glasses that allows them to see and the joy that you see on the face of someone who's hearing for the first time or who's seeing the world clearly for the first time, and they finally get to see and focus their mom or their dad smiling at them. If I get sucked into these videos, I can spend an hour watching them. They're so fantastic. See, waking up and being able to see clearly and being able to hear through the garbage the truth, it's, it's an amazing thing. And it can be also a very discouraging thing. Because once you hear and once you see, you can't stop. You can't go back. And things become very frustrating. 
So for so many years, I have wondered, what is it about this Republican Party that prevents actual traction? What is it about these men and women who, when they're running for election, promise us the stars? And the minute they step into the beltway, they take a detour and are sucked into the swamp. What happens? How are your values compromised? What goes on there? And when will enough of us wake up, rise up, and push back? Well, it's happening. And I love these stories. I want to tell you something about James O'Keefe. So if you followed James O'Keefe from Project Veritas at all, we've talked about him many times on this program. He does this undercover stuff. So he has people who, who are whistleblowers, and they get in touch with him, and they wear a microphone and have a hidden camera. And he can do this in states where there are laws allowing the recording without the other party knowing about it, right? And he gets them talking about all sorts of stuff. He did the media. He infiltrated the, the network news, I think CNN. He infiltrated Pfizer. He got a VP from Pfizer talking about how it's not about any kind of virus. It's about we're creating viruses to create vaccines so we can stay rich. I mean, it was crazy, right? So he loses his job, starts his own thing, O'Keefe Media Group, OMG. And the one he dropped last night was amazing. And I want to read part of it to you because it confirms what we've been saying for a while. There is no way you can have a good 50% of the Republicans in Congress, House and Senate, a good half of them who consistently vote opposite to our values. Wait, you say you're a Republican. Why would you be voting for a continuing resolution? Why would you be continuing the money to Ukraine? Why wouldn't you force the issue at the border to come to a vote and actually make legislative changes? Where are you? What are you doing? And for a long time, we've been surmising. I could only surmise that there is a, a phenomenal bribery and blackmail ring going on. That's what the whole thing is set up on. So we're going to find you. We're going to put you in compromising situations. You're going to land here on Capitol Hill. We're going to put you in compromising situations. We're going to have video. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have proof. And then when it comes time for a pivotal vote, we're going to play that card. And we're going to hold it over your head forever. Well, that's true. And I want to read this from the Gateway Pundit to you out of the gates because it is important. There's a young guy. He's a, a black man, young man, a Democrat, who James O'Keefe sat down with undercover and recorded talking about what it's like to have a, a low-level, though, staffer-paid role with House Republicans. He's a Democrat. Picture of Nancy Pelosi on his desk. And he's got a job working for the freaking GOP. And, and James O'Keefe sits down with them, and he's talking about what's really going on in Congress. And so here's your headline. O'Keefe Media Group releases DC blackmail exposed part one. Oh, there's more to this than what what we're going to see. Now, the audio is a little weird, so I'm not going to play it for you. But I want to this is a congressional intern revealing blackmail and extortion schemes after affairs and sex parties. And this kid says Madison Cawthorn, when he said this was going on in D.C., was not lying. I don't think any of us thought he was. O'Keefe Media Group released bombshell new footage Wednesday, revealing a potential back blackmail scheme in Congress using sexually explicit information and material against members to influence their votes. 
Like, if I stopped right there, confirmation. Everything that we've been suspicious of. There is no way you can tell me that 107 House Republicans voted along with the House Democrats to push this continuing resolution to continue funding our corrupt, bloated, sucky government and doing nothing at the border. You cannot tell me until you read this headline. Then it all makes sense. The material used for this blackmail scheme comes from alleged sex parties and affairs that congressmen and women have in D.C. This is exactly what Madison Cawthorn was talking about when he revealed that he was invited to a, quote, sexual get-together at someone's home in D.C. However, Cawthorn was smeared as a liar. He was threatened by McCarthy. He was removed from Congress in the next election after the rhinos conspired against him. So this Capitol intern, his name is Titus Warren. He says Madison Cawthorn was not lying as he sits down unknowing who James O'Keefe even is or that he's being recorded. And this intern goes on and on and on talking about the corruption in Congress. So Titus Warren is this Democrat working for Republicans in Congress. These Republicans do not care about Warren's political views or the potential of him tipping off the other side about what they're doing. In fact, Titus shares that he loves Nancy Pelosi and he believes that Donald Trump, quote, needs to die. Okay, full stop right there. Do you think perhaps if anybody who was in Congress who is actually doing their job would think that this guy was a huge red flag? Don't you think? This is how little our elected leaders are paying attention to anything. They don't care. They care about staying in office. They care about staying powerful. They, they care about insider trading, about their own enrichment. Hell, everybody's doing it. Why not me? James O'Keefe continues, still his employers don't seem to care how he thinks. While Titus says he keeps these details to himself, he's sure that his boss knows that his political views are what they are, considering he's got a photo of Nancy Pelosi sitting proudly on his desk. Every time I see her, he says, or we run into each other, I give her a hug. She loves me. I love her. Okay. But then when asked about Republican constituents, how they might respond to his viewpoints. He says, if they do care about what I think, they can kiss my butt because I don't care about that. Goes on to tell him, James O'Keefe, about these orgies, about the proof that's held against these people, about how that proof is dangled over their heads and group text messages go out to the members of Congress when important votes come up. And if you've fallen for one of these invitations to attend one of these sex parties or you've been doing lines of cocaine, at each other's homes, and there's proof of that, you're on this, on this text mail chain. And it tells you how to vote. Look, you and I are the ones paying the, the price for this. Look at Texas. Look at Chicago. Look at San Francisco. Look at New York City. Look at my neighborhood, Pittsburgh. Where do you live? How's it looking where you are? Everything on the up and up? And you scratch your heads and you say, what? What are our Republican representatives doing? Apparently not much of anything. Are they even reading the legislation that is presented in front of them? And by the way, this intern says, when, when House members come to the floor for a vote and they're late nine times out of ten, they're hungover from the orgies the night before. Are you out of your mind? No. Standard operating procedure, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to open the door to our conversation today. 
because regular people like you and I are pushing back. If our leaders cannot lead, then we will do it for them. Proof of that next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, and and when you have a Congress that is corrupt, that is hungover, that's doing lines, that's having sex with each other, that's cheating on their spouses. I mean, we, we know that human behavior often is despicable, but I don't know. I don't want to sound naive and hope that the people who actually step into positions of power to do things who feel like there's a calling to that would somehow be able to rise above temptation and and try harder not to suck. But yet that's probably a big ask. Oh, I have two audio clips for you right now. I want you to hear one. James Carville. He's on MSNBC. And I, I want you to hear what this guy, this is the, the dangerous rhetoric of garbage um, about Donald Trump, okay? I, I want you to hear, this is why we don't get a lot of Republican pushback against this sort of nonsense. And, and Carville is saying, as a Democrat strategist, I think he's just weird, but as a Democrat strategist, he is saying we have to stop normalizing Donald Trump because the guy is out there. I want you to hear this though, because it's, it's truly disturbing that this is what people who are the consumers of these network operations, this is what they're walking around getting every day. Listen to this first. But if you look at this, there is a chance that Trump could win this election. And the way that sure. he wins is he's treated as a normal candidate. Look, young James, you got your views and he's got his views. And he's a, uh, been found to be a rapist by a jury. Not true. What, why in the New York Times or anybody, every time he's in Donald Trump, who was found by a jury to have raped a woman. Not true. Comma, said this. We don't, the public doesn't. We're ill-informing the public of just what a wretched human being this man is. And there is a giant effort to try to normalize this. That is so disgusting. James Carville, you are a liar. You are a dirtbag part of the machine issue. You are the definition of fake news. Donald Trump was never convicted of raping anyone. How dare you? But the lies become more brazen, more bold more carefree who's going to double check him who's going to fact check him is the host going to say well now wait a minute that's not true of course not it is desperate times it's the desperation on the border and now some information is coming out we're going to talk about the showdown between greg abbott and the biden administration it is now gloves off war last night on fox news breaking developments as apparently As it should, whatever sucky Senate deal Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell trying to put together, the details are leaking out and the deal is falling apart as, again, well, it should. And I want you to hear this. Go. There's fear that they may be imploding senators' temper expectations of a deal uh, being reached with even some believing that President Biden doesn't want an agreement. This is all Biden wants. He wants to reach a bipartisan deal with Republicans in the Senate. You know, then have the House not pass it. And then he can go around saying, look, we tried. The crazy Republican MAGA people in the House wouldn't do it. So now they own the border crisis. So Chad Pergram tracks that. Is it dead in the water, Chad, or no? Well, good morning, Bill. You know, back in the 80s, it was where's the beef in the Senate. It's where's the bill, as in the border bill. 
Talks have dragged on for nearly two months and still no text of the bill that frustrates senators. Sounds like they're a little behind schedule for that, but I, I just, I'd like to see at this point, I'd like to see some text, you know? I mean, we've had everybody tell us this is the best deal in the world and nobody has seen a scrap of paper. What? Some what? skeptics do not like what they're hearing, even though they have not seen the bill. They believe the bill spends too much money. They worry it allows for too much overall immigration. I promise you, in the end, they'll say, we're going to fix the border. We just need to hire more judges and more people to process people. No, you fix the border by telling people, go back home. We're, we're full on the illegal side. We'll take you if you apply. If you have a job, you should have a sponsor. You show up. One negotiator, Democrat Chris Murphy, says they don't have much more to do. Murphy says it's possible the bill could hit the floor this week. There's concern that some lawmakers just want to kill the bill out of hand. Sadly, it's clear there are some in this Congress and beyond who wish to prevent bipartisan action on the border and on our national security challenges. These minority voices are cynically working to stymie bipartisan cooperation. Oh, please. What a turn. Negotiators are now working on the international aid portion of the bill. There's concern about getting money mm -hmm. to Ukraine. That part of the bill was left behind. Look, they haven't even seen the damn bill. What are you doing? What on earth are you doing in Congress? Not much, apparently, except sex parties. Showing up hungover if you show up to vote at all. Do you, want to, do you want to know what's part of this bill that's been leaked out? That there is an allowance for 5,000 illegals to cross into this country every day. Every day. That's like 2 million people a year. They think that that's something that, that's reasonable to the American people. Are you out of your minds? Look, as this is going on, in the Senate, there's something very interesting happening in the House. And we've got to talk about this because we cannot take our eye off of the ball that is the Biden crime family syndicate. It is about selling access. It is about getting rich. It is about doing favors. It is the tip of the spear. Of the whole bribery and blackmail debacle. And it involves the president of the United States. And the lawyer who has bailed out his son Hunter to the tune of $5 million. Well, we got a little, a little info for you. Why Kevin Morris, his sugar bro, is in hot water now. And why congressional Republicans want his law license. Wait for it, because you won't get it anywhere else. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's easy to forget as we have so many different irons in the fire, reasons that we are awakened now to see the darkness and the dirtiness of the swamp. It's easy to almost feel like you're in a snow globe and you've been shaken up and you don't know which way is up. But I think the one thing we have to remember is that Joe Biden and his family enriched themselves over the last several years to the tune of $30 million. $30 million. The, pre the president of the United States, Democrats, of course, and rhinos don't want us talking about this. 
They want to slow walk it, stonewall it. They want to run out the clock. They want to limp to November. And they want Joe to be able to walk into the sunset and just disappear. You know, that's not good enough. Because if there's not punishment, and we've got hundreds of people who've been sent to prison for the sham of January 6th, don't tell me that we don't have a two-tier system of justice in this country. There is no justice. Period. So this guy, Kevin Morris, we've been paying attention to him for a couple years now. Who is this guy who's been bankrolling Hunter Biden, who bailed Hunter Biden out when things got hot, when they sat on the laptop during the 2020 election, when you had 51 law enforcement people step forward, lie through their freaking teeth, when the corrupt media sat on the story because they, too, are part of the bribery and blackmail scheme. Do not doubt it. And when social media companies worked to shut down our voices when we were just noticing some very odd, abnormal things going on. I remember having Jack Maxey on the show. He was the first guy to look at the data after, um, after the guy from the, the tech repair shop in Delaware looked at it and went, oh, my gosh. We've got major problems here, said John Paul McIsaac, gave it to Rudy Giuliani. Rudy gave it to Jack Maxey. We had Jack Maxey on the show. He had to fly to Switzerland for his own safety to forensically, with a team, pour through that disgusting laptop. And they've lied again and again and again. So when the gravy train of money stopped, the lifestyle that the Bidens became accustomed to living kept rolling. What are you going to do? You can only max out so many credit cards. You can only fudge your taxes and not pay them for so many years. Hunter owed tons. Well, this guy, Kevin Morris, who is also the largest buyer of Hunter's sucky artwork, 800 plus thousand dollars worth entered the equation and became Hunter's best, best bud. And because of that, we know that Kevin Morris was able to have lots of personal time with Joe Biden in the Oval Office. Isn't that so great? It's called buying influence. It's influence peddling on high. And it puts we the people in danger. The same way as doing business with China or doing business with Russia or business with Kazakhstan. Put you and me and everybody else we love in danger. I want to read this to you. This is from PJmedia.com. Headline, Hunter's sugar bro evasive testimony gets him into a different kind of trouble. See, now people who have sucked for a long time, they, they do so with wild impunity. They don't care about getting caught because they believe they are untouchable. Are they untouchable? Well, I sure hope not. Hunter Biden's sugar bro, who financially bailed out the president's son shortly after the moment they met, appears to have changed their bromance origin story in a pretty critical way in testimony before the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees this week. But it's a switch that may get him into more trouble than he is now, a transcript of Kevin Morris's testimony before a joint closed door meeting of the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees reveals that he claims to be Hunter Biden's, quote, global attorney 
in all things and may even be his wife's attorney. He'll check his records and get back to the committee about that, he said. Indeed, Morris, a well-respected Hollywood fixer who represents the South Park franchise and its Book of Mormon productions, was asked by multiple questioners, including attorneys and lawmakers, about his financial arrangements with Biden. These arrangements, which include an eye-popping payout of $5 million of Hunter's bills, his back taxes, and $875,000 in original Hunter Biden art pieces. Morris is married to Gabby Morgaman, the agent for Miley Cyrus and other Hollywood A-listers. But besides being a legal fixer for the South Park and funny or die properties, Morris's clients include actor Matthew McConaughey, according to the report on the Biden laptop. And now he claims Hunter Biden as a client. Now, this is sticky. And here's why. Oversight Committee Chair James Comer said in a statement that Morris's financial support to Hunter Biden raises ethical and campaign finance concerns for President Joe Biden, because that is the issue. Morris bailed out Hunter from his non-payment of taxes during his dad's presidential run for obvious reasons. Hookers blow crack, more hookers, more crack, using human trafficking organizations to get girls, moving women over state lines for sex which is a federal offense, of course. They're all reasons to avoid federal scrutiny of his taxes in in true Biden fashion. Morris called all of his aid and his comfort to Hunter a loan. Morris testified that he memorialized the loan six months to a year later, which he really couldn't remember. The details were sort of fuzzy, but he remembers sort of a series of promissory notes. Comer said these loans don't have to be repaid until after the next presidential election and the loans may actually be forgiven. In other words, this could be yet another tax evasion tactic for the Bidens who think they are above scrutiny and can get away with whatever they freaking want because they have. Comer went on. Since Kevin Morris has kept President Biden's son financially afloat, he has had access to the Biden White House and he has spoken to President Biden multiple times. Morris also received a share of Hunter's company, which is affiliated with the Chinese government, from which it's believed he paid the younger Biden's bills. But in testimony before the committees, Kevin Morris couldn't answer what kind of company he had gotten some partnership in. He also couldn't remember the amount of money he loaned to Hunter, even though he was told to prepare for that very question. This is what we're going to ask you. You're going to be called to testify. This is what we want to know. Please come prepared. Eh, I don't really know was Kevin Morris's answer. How dare you, you sleazy dirtbag? This was a question from the committee to Kevin Morris. In the letter we sent you before you came to testify, we discussed that we were going to talk about loans. I sent your counsel, your lawyer, a letter saying one of the topics that we're going to discuss today is going to be the loans. You're the attorney for Hunter Biden who has represented him since day one. And I just want to be clear sitting here. You did not prepare as his attorney 
as his attorney, of course, to answer these questions, the total amount of loans that you've given Hunter Biden when that was going to be the subject of his interview? Kevin Morris's response, no, no, not the number. I don't know. He was asked about his agreement with Hunter. Question. So within approximately six weeks, two months of meeting Hunter Biden, through these various people, you started giving out loans to Hunter Biden. Is that correct? Answer. I started lending Hunter Biden money. That was almost always direct payments to third party vendors. And yeah, it was within like a month. Question. These loans at this point. Did you have an agreement in writing as to how the four loans would be repaid as of January 2020? Answer. Uh, as of that date, nah, no. We, we documented, you know, certain things. But I was acting as a lawyer. <laughs> question. Well, that's not my question. There's different arrangements in place. You have a retainer agreement, which I'm not asking about. You have a loan agreement, which you said in your opening statement was agreed upon between your attorney, a separate attorney, and Hunter Biden's 11 separate council members. That's when you said in your opening statement. So I'm asking you now about the loan agreement. And the answer, okay, no concrete answers given. He doesn't think he has to. He's protected. Of course. The potential problem, though, for Kevin Morris is that in acting as his official global attorney, he is not allowed to keep a client financially afloat. You can't pay his bills and bail him out and also represent him in the eyes of the law. And it is a subject of a bar complaint that the America First Legal Group has filed in recent days. The bottom line of the testimony is that oversight and judiciary want to know how much money flowed in from Kevin Morris to the big guy who sits in the Oval Office. See, it's not, a, it's not paying Hunter. It's paying Hunter to pay Joe. It's paying Hunter to pay all the other grifters in the family who've been named, who've been part of these 20 different shell companies, who've been profiting to the tune of $30 million for doing what exactly? What services rendered? What is your knowledge? What do these companies do? And when Kevin Morris was asked, wait, Hunter gave you part ownership in these various companies. What is that ownership in? Kevin Morris could not respond, did not know. Because the companies do nothing except accept money from foreign governments and foreign businesses that are paying the Biden family for access. That is the number one story on planet Earth, my friends. That the man who is ostensibly supposed to be the most powerful person on the planet, the president of the United States of America has been enriched to the tune of millions and millions and millions of dollars. And you have, by and large, crickets of interest in the media. They don't care because they're in on it. Not getting rich but being bribed and blackmailed like the members of Congress. That's gross. Of course it is. Coming up, 
You know what also is? Remember when we talked about Bridgeport, Connecticut? That mayoral race with a convicted felon who served time and then was caught cheating in the election? So they had a new election. You'd think that they wouldn't cheat again. Um, You'd be wrong. What? Those disgusting details. Just as gross as Kevin Morris. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So... When, when you're used to cheating, because cheaters going to cheat, liars going to lie, scammers scam, it's what they do, right? I, I don't understand it. I have a hard time wrapping my arms around it. But there is a segment of our culture, and it's not just here, it's everywhere, where people would rather cut the corners. They would rather steal and lie and thieve and deceive to get their way, even when they get caught. I mean, come on. This is the plan for 2024. You've got half of people now in exit polls from New Hampshire. Half of people walking out saying, I question the legitimacy of Joe Biden's victory in 2020. Remember when we weren't even allowed to talk about it? Because that was the big lie. Now it's kind of common knowledge. But you're supposed to just, eh, it's politics. That is unfreaking acceptable. It's disgusting how just nonchalant this is. So we focus now. We return to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Not one of the big stories that people were talking about. We did. There was a mayor's race. A mayor's race against two dudes. And the one dude who was the incumbent mayor, who, by the way, had been imprisoned for fraud before and served time, came out and, of course, one election to become mayor who doesn't want an ex-felon right to be in charge of their community one of his little minions was caught on camera brazenly boldly stuffing ballots into a ballot drop box at the city hall they don't care if they get caught they're used to getting away with it last night i guess or this week was the new time there was a new election right So the new election, a judge said, yo, there's way too much bad stuff going on here. We can't rely on these election results. Seeing the video of this worker stuffing ballots into the ballot box. We we have to have a new election. (laughs) And so it happened. You'd think they'd be super careful, right? You'd be wrong. Jesse Waters on the story last night. Listen. Remember Wanda the stuffer? (laughs) She was a government worker in Bridgeport, Connecticut, who allegedly stuffed so many ballots, they had to redo the election. Well, they redid their election last night, and Wanda's boss, the mayor of Bridgeport, won again. Was it a clean fight? Not exactly. The battle for Bridgeport's corner office is also fresh with new allegations of fraud. This time, it's the Ganim campaign, which claims Gomes campaign operative Denise Solano, who, according to logs, pulled hundreds of absentee ballot applications, violated election law by distributing those applications to campaign workers who weren't authorized. (laughs) Gomes also provided evidence showing a voter was issued an absentee ballot on the same day she died, with a completed ballot being mailed back to the clerk's office eight days later. Oh, my God. Dead people voting, ballot applications being given out like candy, harvesting. It's so bad, the Secretary of State said, quote, maybe you're just better voting in person. If absentee isn't secure, just get rid of the drop boxes. Bridgeport is so crooked, 
Even the New York Times admitted voter fraud's real. <laughs> Look at the headline. Election fraud is rare, except maybe in Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. Voters call Wanda and her crew the absentee ballot queens. Our local Fox reporter, Matt Karen, went to go see where they count these absentee ballots. The city didn't really want to talk. Can you explain to the people what happens in the AB count room? Pat, why is it that you don't want to talk about how absentee ballots are counted? Slams the door. Don't people deserve to know how that process works? <laughs> now, last year, we told election officials across the country they have to get it together by 24 if they want a safe and secure election. <clears throat> and so far, if you look at Bridgeport, not looking so good. Yeah, off to a bad start. They are so used to it, and you are simply expected to put in your your ear things so you can't hear and to put on the blinders so that you don't see it's a need to know basis and you don't need to know except once you know you can't stop seeing it and it doesn't stop making you furious come on enough Get rid of the stupid absentee ballots. Get rid of the drop boxes. It is election day. And unless you can't make it because you are infirm, you are serving in the military overseas, or you got an absentee ballot because you're a student voting, living in another state and you want to vote in your state, that's it. Other than that, get there and vote in person. And by the way, we need to see your signature. It's not complicated. They want you to believe it is because they need this to continue for 10 more months to do what they need to do, which is the biggest heist in American history. Can we con people again? I think we can, they say. And we will do that with a series of bribes and a system of blackmail and threats. And if you step out of line, watch it. Enough, me. I'm done. You know who's also done? Texas. Greg Abbott. Going to war against the Biden administration. And now... He has the governors of 25 states and their National Guard on deployment to the border. You want to play? Okay, we will play. This is what it's come down to, my friends. When we come back in hour number two of the Wendy Bell radio program, we're going to talk about that and the Arizona GOP chair caught on a viral audio tape bribing Carrie Lake, forced to resign. But he does so in a very liberal way. Oh my. I've got it all for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 